Uh, good morning. Welcome to Christmas season. Merry Christmas. Uh, let's get started in uh, our Christmas series. We finished Philippians last uh, week, uh, and we're on to fear, favor, and fortune. Fear, favor, and fortune. Look at your outline. Let's get the top. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 45. <clears throat> Got a fun little chunk of scripture this morning. And then what does it say? It says, how will this be? I thought you just said fear, uh, fear, favor, and fortune. I did. So fear, favor, and fortune, that's our theme for the next five, four Sundays and a Christmas Eve. Uh, we're going to look at the, the fear, the favor, and the fortune that went along with Christmas. Today, <clears throat> we're going to start the story, kind of, uh, in the book of Luke. The story actually starts with uh, a lady named Elizabeth. Um, that's... Uh, far as we know, that's uh, Mary's aunt or aunt. And um, it starts with her. We're going we're gonna to skip to the part where uh, Mary's on the scene. And um, she kind of gets shocked into it. It's pretty, uh, pretty abrupt entry and intro to her Christmas experience. Um, pretty hard for us to relate to it. But we're going we're gonna to look at it and... Say, how, how, how'd she handle this? Um, what was first Christmas like for her? And uh, in the midst of all that we approach and deal with, we want to do it in a, in a biblical way, in a godly way. Uh, and the story helps us actually look at some pretty heavy difficulties. Uh, if you really look through the Christmas story, most of the time, we, we think of elves and reindeers and claymation shows from back in the day and gifts under the tree and who gets to put the star at the top or the angel at the top and my goodness, let's have that argument. Are we putting a star at the top or an angel at the top? I mean, our house used to be a mess because I got three kids, they're all fighting over which one are we putting up there and then who gets to put the, the pinnacle piece on, right? You know how you solve that? Dad puts it on. Right, some of you have done it. Um, but beyond all those fun thoughts of Christmas, hot cocoa, in the real story, there's some difficulty. And we wanna look at uh, that. And how do we get the full picture of Christmas rather than just the claymation version, amen? So uh, let's jump in. We're gonna do the, the beginning story of Mary this morning. And um, of course, we're going to pray first. Amen? Because God is still in control. Lord, thanks for this morning and thanks for this holiday season. Thanks for the parade and all the things that we get to talk about this morning as far as uh, donating and helping others. But I pray, Lord, in this next few moments, uh, it'd be just you and us talking about who you are, what your plan was. Um, the very unique story that you played out in bringing your son on the scene. I pray that this time would honor you, that we'd really draw something from it. Give us the real, true Christmas spirit this morning, Lord. We pray it in your son Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right, it, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel uh, 
The sixth month of what? Well, this is referring to the story that we didn't tell. See, we're verse 26. We're 25 verses in. What you didn't get to see is Elizabeth got pregnant. Her and Zachariah, her husband, they weren't supposed to have kids. They were very old, and she was barren, right? But can God do all things? Yeah? Okay. Um, it's her sixth month. This isn't a calendar six month of the year of the Lord and the, you know, King Cyrus was in the blah, blah, blah. No, this is the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy and the angel Gabriel, we know Gabriel from probably reading scripture at other times. Um, Gabe, he's the messenger boy. He's the mailman. Uh, he, he's not the fighter warrior like Michael, um, uh, but he usually shows up when there's news. Hey, I got some info for you. He's, he's a little bit of a spy, maybe even. Um, as, as a little boy, I kind of tend to look at things that way, right? I love that. I said I was a little boy, and, and none of you balked. You all just went with it, which I guess that could be scary, too. Anyways, I'll address all that with my counselor. Um, uh, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin key word there, betrothed, what's that mean? Engaged, why don't we say betrothed anymore? It's a cool word, we should bring it back, right? Uh, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Uh, pretty fun, uh, there's a wedding coming, apparently, and she's done her duty to stay pure. Uh, we got a, another fun little thing because uh, Mary and her aunt, aunt uh, Elizabeth, are apparently from the tribe of Levi, but Joseph is from the house of David. Little quick, little side little thing, right? Um, if you attribute their line of the two tribes, um, only, only uh, the house of David or the tribe of Judah can a king come from, and only from the tribe of Levi can a priest come from. Uh, I love the idea of, of Jesus being the perfect compilation of prophet, priest, and king. Amen? Just making sure that phone wasn't mine. Uh, and the virgin's name was Mary, and he, Gabriel, came to her and said, Greetings, greetings. I, what it felt like was, ah, what is going on? You ever, you ever met an angel? Last night, we were driving down uh, Main Street, sitting on the float and waving, and the music's playing, and, da, 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 and there were a bunch of angels along the side of the road, little kids, cute. They got their hats on, lights on. Maybe they're sipping on something, whatever. And we were joking. Oh, look at all the little angels. Not the same experience. Meaning this guy. This guy shows up, and that's a whole different experience. Supernatural just is now in your face. Um, she's freaked out. You're going to hear it. Let's keep going. Greetings, oh favored one. Did she feel favored right then? Oh, wait, you're saying this is good news? Okay, I'll try to catch my breath. The Lord is with you. Hmm. It's kind of weird. 
Lord is with you. Um, what are all the implications? What could that mean? We've just opened up quite a few can of worms. One, what's this entity in front of me? What's going on? God's involved in it. The possibilities are endless. But she was greatly what? Is it the holiday season? Are y'all singing tonight? Are we, we going to do carols tonight? Are we going to sing it like this? Really quiet. <laughs> Let's try this again. All right? But she was greatly troubled. Of course, understatement. Troubled at the saying and tried to discern. <laughs> tried to discern. <laughs> that, that's so like calm language for what was probably going on. And she was freaking out, trying to figure out what sort of greeting this might be. Oh, man, did they just dumb that sentence down for us so we could follow along. Um, by the way, in the original language, it's probably a lot more exciting, right? Um, we, we wrote this for the side of the uh, nursery wall, right? So it's safe around kids. Um, so what kind of greeting might this be? And the angel said to her, Gabe said, uh, don't be afraid. Now, why would you have to say that? Hence, our theme, fear, right? And what did he call her earlier? Oh, favored one, fear, favor. We're gonna find out about the fortune, right? Um, and I'm not talking about the gifts that the kings brought with the fortune thing, okay? Um, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found what? Favor. Hey, pretty good, pretty good. B minus, maybe C plus. Depends on if Coach Doug is here. Um, you found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. <coughs> now, if, if you're her, you're thinking, oh, better talk to Joe. Yeah. Joe and I need to get this wedding going because apparently I need to have a kid, and that's how you have kids. She's probably really freaking out and trying to Say, wait a minute, you're, I, I don't get to pick the name? Yeshua, I, I, have to say, I have to call him Yeshua? He will be great, verse 32. will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Ooh. Not only am I having a boy, um, which, by the way, is um, justification for ultrasounds, Right? Yeah, some people say, oh, we're not going to find out until the baby's born. It's not biblical. <laughs> we got ultrasound right here. <coughs> right? Earliest ultrasound ever, too. Um, not only we're going to have a, a, a Yeshua name, it's going to be a boy, and we're going we're gonna to call him from the Lord God, and in his throne, what's, uh, who sits on the throne? Oh, and his father, David? Wait, is David coming out of the grave and I have to conceive with a zombie? This is weird. No, what he's saying is, uh, what's the son going to be eventually? He's going to be king. He's from the line of David. 
right? Now, this might make sense to her because Joseph's from House of David, right? So it looks like this is all maybe coming together, at, but at least she's freaked out. This is, this is a hard pill to swallow right here. This is a, a big bump in the road. Um, and he will have, <clears throat> verse 33, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Hmm. Feels a little bit familiar. This is starting to sound like some of the prophecy. It might be that she's starting to get a hint at, wait a minute, I remember way back in my, my synagogue classes, them talking about the Mashiach, the suzerain, this Messiah Savior. Am I part of that? That's kind of is what she's thinking and saying, but she says it this way, according to Luke. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be? What? How's, it, how's this going to happen? Since I am a virgin. Now, she knows her current condition, and this might have been a, a, a very just basic common sense science question. Okay, so I'm a virgin, so how are we doing this? Do I need Joe? I need to go get Joe, or what's going on? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Ooh. No mention of Joe here, is there? Right? And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, remember I told you she was too old and barren, has conceived a son. Next slide. Has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. This is how we know it was the sixth month, right? Because here's the reference from the first verse we looked at today. Oh, verse 37. <sighs> this is a great one. For nothing will be impossible with God. Okay, uh, Mary, you think we're going to try to do this in kind of a normal possible way that we're used to seeing and doing things. Uh, no, I'm about to put on a show. It's going to be awesome. There'll be no human way to explain it. It will be beyond natural. In fact, some might call it supernatural. Why would God do that? Why not like get Joe involved, right? It could feel like it's uh, kosher and within the rights and the laws of the, uh, the Pentateuch and all that. I mean... It'd look proper. No real questions. Society could buy it so much more easily. Why is he put on a show? Last night we went down uh, Main Street and there was lights and music and people got dressed up. Um, some people were hot cocoaing and things like that. Some people were eating half a burrito from the Mexican place as they rode down the float. <laughs> um, why, why why'd we do that? Why'd the church decide to do a float? And then when we did the float, why put lights on it? There was a massive speaker, 
and and the and it had color like illuminated colors inside the speaker and when the beat of the music would change the color of the speaker would change and and we did not your old traditional calm sing-songy first noel we did this kind of hip-hop version i was still singing it when i left right <laughs> i heard it 48 times and i kept singing it when i left right why do all that what's the point Huh? To honor God? Okay. Oh, let's draw some attention. I'm going to put on a show and I'm going to do something that's questionable. Why? So people will ask questions. It's brilliant in its simplicity of what God did. I'm going to have a whole history with a group of people for generations and generations and I'm going to ramp it up prophecies and all kinds of stuff i'm going to show them through multiple experiences they're not going to be able to provide for themselves in fact their existence is going to be in question all the time and i'm going to come in and i'm going to save the day regularly so they get used to the concept of me saving the day and sometimes when i do it it's going to be pretty big like all the walls of a town will come down Maybe there's feast and famine or other kind of plagues. But I'm going to do these in such a way that it's ramping up and ramping up because I want to show them all the trailers to when the real movie shows up. Right? Um, why has everything calmed down since then, by the way? I mean, let's get past Christmas and, you know, then we had some churches and the whole thing and now we're in the 21st century and... Uh, our miracles are li limited to um, childbirth and a really good Chile Verde. Those are the only two miracles we really have anywhere, right? Why is everything ramped down? Same reason. We want all the attention in the middle. If you look at the timeline of the Bible, it's kind of like there was not really anything going on. In fact, it said the earth was null and void the very beginning and it kind of ramps up to jesus around all of a sudden there's angels and demons and miracles morons are walking on water and i mean all kinds of crazy stuff is going on next thing you know it starts ramping down ramping down ramping down and and then we're going to hit the end of the bell curve then we're all going to heaven and there's no bell curve for that one it's going to be awesome um god's showing impossible because it's worth washing you ever gone to the movie mission possible no you didn't you went to the movie mission impossible why i want to see how they work it out right nothing will be impossible with god is it true you know why he did this was to prove that sentence one of the reasons Impossible does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei. I just combined some things there for some of you. It's like, wait, what did he do? I went a little karate kid with Christmas, okay? Um, that, that word is not in the vocabulary I got, impossible. But he does what looks impossible for us to get our attention and show who he is. 
And those are all done for what purpose with you? Would you want to hang out with him? If impossible with him is impossible, right? It's the only impossible with God. Impossible is impossible with God. I think it's fun. Come on. Um, why would he do all that with you? Draw your attention so that you would start a relationship with him. He's the best source and resource. And this is why he does this. Mary's starting to figure this out. And Mary said, verse 38, behold, I'm really confused about this and I don't like the plan. Is that what she said? No. Behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be. Beatles stole that. <laughs> um, let it be to me according to your word. Man. That is an amazing phrase. Because if it was me, let it be according to my word. Right? You know, that's what we do. Well, thanks, Gabe. Appreciates the message. Uh, can you go back and tell him I got some modifications and adjustments to the plan I'd like to negotiate? Right? I don't know what the pay scale is. Are there benefits in this? But uh, is there any negotiating going on? Because he's not talking about self. Let it be according to your word. She decides to jump in. Hook, line, and sinker. And the angel departed from her. <laughs> that's how that's supposed to go. God shows up. You agree, period. Then the angel leaves you alone. If she says no, I don't know what happens at that point. <laughs> that's a very different story. Uh, we do have stories of angels showing up to teach someone a lesson. Those go very poorly for the humans, right? Angels are undefeated in those scenarios. Um, but she agrees. Verse 39, in those days, Mary rose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. She entered the house of Zechariah, her uncle, uh, greeted and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry. Blessed are you among women. Blessed? That's like fortune, maybe? I had to change it to an F word so that it meant fear, favor, fortune, right? Fortunate are you among women or blessed? Blessed is the fruit of your room. And why is this granted to me? That the mother of my what? Whoa. Should come to me. That's a testimony. That's an admission of what she thinks is happening. You know, for for um, most of us, when we read the Bible, there's there is that everyday question of, well, how do I know this is real? We got to look at what is the testimony of all those around it. And what was their experience? What did they say about it? When Mary's buying in, Elizabeth is buying in, you got Gabe, and you start to see all these different characters, which, by the way, one of the hardships of Christmas is Joe. 
We're going to get into that one in a week or so. Uh, hi, honey, I'm pregnant. Right? Um, we've got to look at how does Joe respond? How do the rest of these, and what is their testimony? When it all seems to point the same direction, that should be a clue or a hint. So maybe the Bible is spot on, right? So she, um, she greets Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says, hey, blessed are you, blessed are the fruit of the room, and I got to meet the Lord. For behold, verse 44, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. That's called the testimony of an unborn. I don't do abortion, folks. And I got me a verse. Period. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. This is not Mary speaking. This is Elizabeth speaking. But what is she admitting? Mary has agreed. She is believing what Gabe has told her, and she's going with it. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen? Um, folks, I don't know. If, if it's me and an angel shows up, I'm probably running. I'm a runner. Okay. Um, if, if he gives me a bunch of weird information that's questionable, <laughs> that was good. <clears throat> um, I, I just don't know how I, I can handle it. I, like, how well would I buy into it and, and how pessimistic would I be in the whole thing? Um, but really, we, we've got to resolve our question of inconsistencies. Beyond the story of Christmas, they happen in everyday life. And your view of Christmas and the stuff that doesn't make sense or is hard to believe is really a, a foreshadow of how you're going to handle all the things in your life. What are your default behaviors? Are you doubting Thomas? Nah, it can't be true. I don't care what Doc said. I'm doing it my way. Um, it's a good question. Uh, we're meant to be people of faith. And God calls us to that. So I want to look at um, how will this be. And before we even get to the fill-ins, I mean, we're going to make them sit there just so you can try to guess what they are. I know some of you do that or whatever. I, I want you to look at the title for a second. Because the title is on purpose, one, because it's a direct quote from Mary, right? She says, after he tells her, Gabriel tells her all this stuff, she says, well, how will this be? I want you to recognize that second word is telling. It's definitive. She could have said, how could this be? How can this be? How may this be? All those allow for question Will it be? And that's what she says. Her question implies will. This will be. Um, and she's not, <laughs> she doesn't ask, will this be? 
She asks how. She's not asking if, she's asking how. She's looking for it. And rather than doubting if it'll happen, she simply doubts whether she understands how it can happen. Those are very different things. If you want to doubt if God's there, if he listens, if he can, if he cares, you can question that all you want. And guaranteed, you will find myriads of information to back up your premise. Wrong as it is. I think the, the problem really starts in the heart and the head with the question that you form. How does God care? How does he do things? How does he see me? How is he involved? If you're asking, assuming that it is and it will, you're looking for very different things. It's great. You ever notice um, you, you, you get a car? It's a new car to you. Or you're looking at a car that might be new to you because you're trying to decide. And then you go about your normal day business and you're going to shopping and going to work and doing your thing and giving kids rides and then picking them up and taking them back to the house to get their cleats because they forgot them. And then you take them back to school to drop them off. And then you're like, oop, I forgot my homework. So you got to go back to the house. And, then... and in all of that, you start seeing what all over the place you see that car oh my goodness there's a pink one. Oh, there's a green one. Oh, there's a black one wow i didn't even know they made that color what's that guy all of a sudden you start seeing them everywhere that's how your relationship with the lord works you want to see something in him look for it assume it believe it our approach in the experience of fear favor or fortune will be absolutely shaped by that question how will this be uh first thing we want to know we find favor we find favor it's not for gabriel it's not for the what do they always have a sheep and and a cow and a pit in them um a donkey, there you go, right? It wasn't for the kings. This whole favor thing's for us. That's the intention. The trick is we got to find it. If God has meant favor for you, got to find it. That's one of your options. Favor's an option, right? Wait, it's an option? Like it's a choice? Yeah. Here's the rough part. It means it's also optional. It's not guaranteed. God don't force feed often. He does sometimes. Those are fun stories. Um, we find favor and blessing beyond what we can conceive. Oh, I see what you did there, Scott. Oh. Double meaning with conceive, because she conceived and is going to have a son, right? But what we conceive is something that we generate in here. Pair those two. What was conceived in her has no value to you 
unless you let it get conceived up here in your own head. We find favor and blessing beyond what we conceive, but we've got to start somewhere. And then we let God run with it. I mean, what's possible? Let's try interactive portion of the morning. Ready? I mean, what's possible? Everything. Everything? Right? And he, he apparently likes fun experiments. I mean, he gave me three kids. He, he loves that entertainment. Right? Um, <laughs> even more entertaining, <laughs> he gave me to Julie, that poor girl. <laughs> right? Um, how fast do you want to find it? How quick do you want to conceive it? You see, first question is, how will this be? Then there's a bunch of follow-up fun questions. And you should call them that. It's a follow-up fun question. Uh, try that in your arguments. Right? You're disagreeing with somebody and it's getting intense. Say, hey, I, I got a follow-up fun question. See what that does to the moment. Right? Bring it down and calm it a little bit. Um, I'll let you look up 28, 29, and 42. They're all the places where it talks about either um, blessing or favor. Uh, and notice that that's part of the message that Gabriel's trying to get across. Is that we're supposed to know that. Why? To get our attention. Why? So that we'll draw near to it. That we'll chase it, grab it, and run with it. Uh, secondly, uh, fear is only an option. I said earlier, I said, you know, fear is an option. That can be a little daunting. Like, ooh, wait a minute. It's kind of hoping that fear wasn't an option because then I'm safe. If fear's an option, oh, I could get in trouble. What's behind me? Who's coming after me? Um, no, uh, fear's an option, but what happens when you jam a fat only in there? Fear is only an option. Well, it's been put in the category of all the other emotions now. Grumpy is only an option. You don't have to be, right? You could be one of the other dwarfs, right? Which is, you know, that's why Disney did it. All those dwarves choose to be who they choose to be, right? But the fact that they had a choice means it was an option. And fear is only an option. Is it the option we're supposed to pick? Gabe says, no, fear not. Do not be afraid. There must be better options. There have to be. And I want to, give, I want to give you the better option. Ready? Rather than fear, all right, fear is only an option. What will be is set. We can spin on how we feel and what we think and what's fair and how come no one else is on my side on this yet? And what's it going to take? And blah, 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 blah. Call the ambulance. Or you can go with what is. Like, what do you actually see? I know who wanted to help with the float last night. What was the easiest way for me to know who wanted to help with the float last night? The ones that showed up, right? 
The ones I saw, that's, it. that's what is. And God does this thing with us, and we miss it all the time. Because when I talk to any of you, and when you talk to me, we'll talk about, hey, you want to do such and such? And we're like, oh, yeah, what time are you going to show? All right. And then sometimes it doesn't happen, or sometimes you show up late, or then you leave early, or it goes differently. And we think everything is in question. Because that is the experience of all of our relationships. And God has been from the very beginning telling us that he functions on a whole nother level. He plays a totally different game than we do. In fact, from the very beginning of the book, within the first couple sentences and phrases, he says, I'm the guy who says, let there be. And it was, period. Mm, I love that. Zero question. Do you know that he will be all over this passage? Look underneath um, the fill-in on your card. See all those numbers? Like 29 through 31, that's kind of the meat of that thought for this fill-in. But all of those numbers, 31 through 38, eight verses in a row, there are will be, and he will be, and he will be called, and they will, and his uh, throne shall be. He's just like, this is, he painted the picture, and he signed it. It's almost not a call to faith. Faith kind of is the belief in things hoped for. We know that from Hebrews, amen. Um, and the assurance of things unseen yet. This is kind of like next level beyond faith. This is like, bro, you want to believe it or not? That's up to you, but I'm telling you what's going to happen and you is going to see it. I'm, I'm showing you the movie ahead of time. It's early release. Love that. Um, because of my relationship with the Lord, with somebody who is capable of all things and nothing's impossible, and he cares about me deeply, and the whole thing has a plan. He's active and involved right now. He's not done yet. Not, I want as few questions. I want as few risky questions in my relationship with him as possible. So, for some of you who are uncomfortable with the idea that God is in complete control, um, that, that big fancy word of sovereignty that he destines ahead of time, he predestines exactly what is going to go on for everyone, what they're even going to think or feel, and whether they choose the vanilla or chocolate at dessert. Have fun. Question that and be uneasy with it. I'm 100% okay. I stink and love it. One, because I know he chose for me to say the word stinking just now. Not me. And he takes credit and blame for everything that happens. And I can then just de-stress. And know that nothing need be at risk. Because he's a will-be God. Love that. Um, these are all things that, that Mary had to, she, she had to figure out how to accept. Don't want to be afraid, or I just want to start figuring out how to do this conceive thing. Do, do I want to do fear, or do I want to lean into the stuff that Gabriel said will be? 
Lastly, uh, believe and look for fulfillment. Believe and look for fulfillment. You know, in, um, in that culture, you would never separate those two. Belief and then looking for it. Believe and then do something about it. In that culture, if you believe, you would be doing something about it. And if you weren't doing anything about it, that culture would say, well, you have yet to believe it. They, they never separate the two. It's like great honesty. You either went to the movie or you didn't. Well, I wanted to. No. If you wanted to, you would have gone. Oh, I couldn't. No, you could have. You chose not to. Um, we have to start putting that back together within us. What are the will be's that God has said for us? And how will we pursue those things? Um, because this draws us into the bumpy parts of life, the dirty parts of life, the effort requiring parts of life, uh, the relationship, the things that bring us angst, uh, those kind of things, how do we pursue those? Do we believe they can be good, that they will be good? And therefore, I start believing his word, like Mary did at the end. See, there's three options, folks. Step right up, win a prize. You can fear. Good luck with that one. I say that tongue in cheek because there's no luck. You want to fear God, you want to fear life, you want to fear future, you want to fear that relationship, you want to fear what's going on at work, you want to fear which party uh, politically is going to do whatever. You can be running for the hills your whole life. You'd be miserable. Probably end up alone. Can't even enjoy the comedy specials. Fear is only an option. Skip it. Now, favor. Favor's good. God will give favor to everyone at some point. Favor's going to happen. But know that favor's first step. Favor's just first step. Because when you chuck fear, when you turn from fear, and you press toward favor, what's the third option? Fortune. That's how we get to fortune. That's how you get to the experiences, the long-term, the peace that surpasses all understanding, the confidence, all of those things, is you push beyond fear into favor, and then beyond that, get to fortune. Did Mary? That's a rough road to Jerusalem for her, wasn't it? Having to deal with this. She knew this before anybody else. And she's got to pick her responses. And she pushed through all of it and said, I'm running with this. Um, by the way, these three, these three things, were they true there at the cross? Do you find favor by believing beyond what he could conceive? Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. 
Absolutely. Did he get beyond his fear? For sure. Did he press towards what will be? Absolutely. And then he looked for fulfillment by going to the cross. Um, that's, what, that's what we do. Right? In, in the march towards Christmas, we've got to be clear on the differences between fear, favor, and, fear, and fortune. And we got to start asking that question. How will this be? Uh, if you've never asked that question, decide now. God, how will this, you and I, be from now on? I want in. Tell God that. Tell us that. Uh, and then we'll dunk you on Christmas Eve. Lord, thanks for this morning and thanks for uh, the simplicity and complexity at the same time of this great season, this great story, the ultimate story. Just what a, what a wonderful way you have uh, woven everything. I'm actually grateful, Lord, that, um, that you tie in our emotions and our thinking as part of the process, even though it's problematic and can be a stumbling block. You stumble, help us stumble through it together. Pray, Lord, we would, we would all enjoy the phrase that Gabriel said to Mary. The Lord is with you. Emmanuel. I pray, Lord, for those that need to make that decision today. Help us to help them. And then, Lord, we thank you for the offering that we're about to receive. Pray you would use it for the things that will be. Amen. Figure out who caused all this trouble. God started it. God sent Gabriel. God sent the message. May whatever God causes, you let it be. Amen? Go with him. <laughs>